Hi guys, welcome to another episode of my Friends with Wheels podcast. Today I have the honor of talking with Amber Morrison of Seattle Adaptive Sports. She and I talk about some of the things that she does in her work at Seattle Adaptive Sports, as well as just kind of what the organization does to help people with disabilities in a variety of ways through various sports and other activities. I hope you tune in for more and enjoy this wonderful episode. Okay, so if we, if I could just get started, tell me sort of a little bit about um, your background and how you got involved with Seattle Adaptive Sports. So my background is sort of different from a lot of people that join the program. Um, I got involved um, as an athletic training student in 2018, and I volunteered um, under a preceptor who was an athletic trainer that had previously worked with Seattle Adaptive. Um, And I did that for about a month because her husband ended up in the military, or he's in the military, ended up having to go to training. But um, I got involved in that way. And so I started my Sort of journey with Seattle Adaptive by going to all the different sports and helping out at practice and games. And um, now I'm the outreach coordinator and I got that position in January. And so that involves um, doing things like this podcast or um, helping out with getting sponsors and doing awareness and outreach events and helping increase membership and things like that. Um, so my like I say, my involvement, it's also been sort of fractured too, because I was in my, my master's program. So I was gone for about a year after I did my uh, internship in 2018 in the spring. I went to California for a year, but kept in touch with everybody and then got a job up here in um, the Western Washington area and ended up being able to come back and help out some more. So cool. That's that's awesome. So um, can, you t- can you tell me a little bit about what Seattle Adaptive Sports is and sort of like what kinds of things you do at, the, at your organization? Sure. Um, so it's a nonprofit uh, and we are mostly working with people with physical disabilities. Um, we have four sports that we offer and um, it got started a long time ago. So I think if we go way back in the history, it got started in like 1970s and um, it wasn't specifically an adaptive sports program at that point. I think it was more of a group to help people with, um, I think, CP or some other disabilities um, to network and make friends. And then uh, in 1991, they actually created the sports programs and they started with swimming and track. Um, and since then, Swimming has gone on and moved and created their own program. So they're called the Shadow Seals and they're located in Seattle. And then track and field is one of those things where we just sort of help people that are in high schools um, to participate on their school teams. Uh, We don't really have a program, but there are other nonprofits that do that. Um, But currently we offer wheelchair basketball, uh, sled hockey, goalball, and power wheelchair soccer. And those are sort of all over the city. So um, or all over King County, I should say, because not all of them are in Seattle, but in basketball, we're in Issaquah because that's where we could find space. Um, we have four programs that are currently running this season. Uh, we have a women's team, two adult co-ed teams, and a youth team that's for kids up to age 12. Um, and then we had a high school age team, so 13 to 18 or so, 
Um, but all of those athletes sort of graduated and went on to uh, university. And now we have to sort of rebuild that team. So we don't have that one right now. Um, sled hockey is uh, currently affiliated with the Seattle Kraken. So we were able to create a partnership with them and we work at their practice facility up in Northgate. And um, they actually involved us when they were building it. And I wasn't part of the organization at that point because that was when I was in California, but they involved us when they were building it and they were able to build one of the ice rinks to accommodate sled hockey programs. And I don't know if you've seen at the Paralympics where the boards are like clear, like the clear glass at the top is down um, along the walls. And they actually did that for us so that we can go into the player's bench or the penalty boxes and still see out when we're on sled. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then power wheelchair soccer is um, at sort of also near Northgate. It's in Meadowbrook Community Center and they do, um, I think we have five or six people that have been coming to that pretty regularly, but we are working on building that program up as well. Um, and we need to find a coach. <laughs> so we're working on finding a coach. Um, and then goalball is a program that we sort of inherited from another organization a couple of years ago during COVID. Um, and we had at that point when they came in, I think they had two teams or three teams. They had a women's team and then two men's teams. And um, now we just have the two men's teams because there aren't very many ladies participating, but it's another one where we're working on getting more people and we're trying to figure out where they will practice, but I think they're going to be sort of in South Seattle this, uh, this season. So, but yeah, that's a little bit about how we got started and what we're doing now. Uh-huh. That's, that's some cool stuff. So like, what kinds of stuff do you got? How do you guys like in, get involved with like the community at large? Do you partner with, you know, other organizations in King County or what's the deal with that? Sometimes we do that. Yeah. So for example, in the end of September, we're going to be working with the Here and Now Project, which is a group for people with spinal cord injuries and paralysis. And um, that's Kenny that I was telling you about earlier. So he runs that group. And We'll be down in Tequila at their big get together. Um, they have one big annual get together where they sort of open it to the public and let people come and see all the organizations that can help them out. Um, and so we'll partner with groups like that. We do partner with other adaptive sports organizations. Uh, we go to Spokane for tournaments. We go to Tacoma for tournaments. We go to Portland for tournaments. Um, sometimes we go to Canada, depending on what teams are up there and what they're doing. But um, we do that. And then we also have partnered with Seattle Parks and Recreation this year. Um, we got a grant from them. And so we recently attended the big day of play, um, which there aren't a lot of disabled uh, sports groups that go to that, but we were able to be one of the groups and we were able to do a wheelchair basketball demonstration at their um, basketball court at the park. But yeah, I think for the most part, as far as involving the whole community, we try and put on our own events. And then we also try and participate in other people's events as well. Oh, okay. That's, that's amazing stuff there. If I could just like ask, like, so when, let's say, um, to say like, uh, athletes with disabilities, you know, um, they, they participate in Seattle adaptive sports mm -hmm. and they try out a sport for a first time. Um, and like after a while, they sort of feel, um, like, like they're a part of a community and stuff like that. Um, so, like, I'm wondering what sort of effect does that have on individuals with disabilities? Does that, like, raise their confidence? Does that, like, boost their self-esteem? Like, what do they, what effect does that have, having that organization? 
I think it depends on the person, but I, I think all those things that you mentioned are definitely things that happen for most of our athletes. Um, I have gotten to witness some great uh, strides for different athletes that have come in and been sort of very beginners to a sport and then watch them grow and really thrive within the sport because it's something that they can participate in as a community thing, but also to help them do something that either they thought they couldn't do anymore or they thought they couldn't do at all. And so uh, one great example, one of our sled hockey players, John, he was in the military for a long time and he used to play stand-up hockey for a very long time, like 30 years. And he got injured and to the point where he couldn't skate anymore on his feet. And he didn't think he would ever play hockey again. And he was pretty depressed about that. And last season he found our sled hockey program and he's really, for him, it, it sort of exploded. It was great. So he not only found that he could play the sport he loved, but he found a new way to do it. And he found a team that's like a family. And all of our teams are really a lot like family. Like everybody knows each other pretty well. And, you know, they help each other out with various things outside and within sport. And um, in his case, you know, he joined our board and he's been really helping out with the sled hockey team in general with management stuff. And he's helping with marketing and all these things. Like he's, he's taken on a really big role, but even other athletes in our basketball program, I've watched them grow as well. And you just see how their confidence grows as they get better at the sport or they learn new skills. And another athlete I could say um, who I know has grown really a lot is Gwen and she plays on our women's team and on the division three team for basketball. And for her, when she first started out, I don't know if I knew her when she first started out, but I've watched her grow over the last couple of seasons. And the biggest thing that I noticed for her was last season, she got her own wheelchair that was for her, not a rental, not a loaned one. And it I was able to help her really grow in the sport a lot as she gained a lot of confidence and you know she was really able to become more aggressive and you know do all the things that you would want someone to do out on the basketball court and so um you know I see that kind of stuff with a lot of athletes and we see a lot with our younger athletes as well that they start off timid and you know not sure they still make friends you know with all of the team but they start off a little timid and as they grow and their skills improve you know they really realize wow this is great and for some people, maybe it happens that they try a sport and they don't like it that much. Like they'll play it. We have a guy who plays sled hockey and basketball and he likes basketball, but he really likes sled hockey. So he goes out and he'll play basketball when he has time and then he'll go play sled hockey every weekend, you know, and he really enjoys doing that. And it's helped him again, you know, grow in his own self, but also with part of the team and, um, you know, we're, I think we'll have a few more athletes like that this season in both of those programs. And then we're going to try and grow that soccer and goalball program as well in the same kind of way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Those are some really interesting stories. Mm -hmm. um, if I could just like ask this one question, one last question. So like, I know there's a lot of stigma around disability and, and stuff like that. Um, so I'm kind of like wondering how do you guys as an organization go about like not just um, not only creating a welcoming environment for every uh, disabled athlete and disabled person like what sort what do you guys do as an organization in that respect 
Well, I think, you know, the, the fact that our organization is specifically for people with disabilities really helps because someone will come in often and they'll find, you know, maybe they've not been around people with disabilities before. Maybe they're newly injured or something, you know, something has changed in their life and they've decided they either need to be more physically active or they want to be more physically active. And I've met people in that way as well, where, you know, they come to a practice thinking, you know, I don't know if this will be for me and they meet the people that are there and everyone is very welcoming. And, you know, like I say, it's sort of like a family on all of our teams. And so you don't go to a team and feel like you're the outsider that, you know, who no one wants to play with me. It's not like in school, you know, you're on the playground and you're the last kid picked for the sports. You know, it's not like that because I think everybody knows that someone's going to have to start somewhere. Right. And so there is stigma. And I think sometimes the stigma that you find is also with like the people individually. So some people, um, I've talked to some people about this recently, where even in their own, you know, journey within sports, they started off thinking, I don't need to be in a wheelchair. I don't want to be in a wheelchair. I don't want to do that because I'm not disabled enough, or I'm not like those people. And it's not like you have to be like the other people that are out there because everybody has something different. You know, we don't have any one team where everybody has the exact same disability. Like every team that we have is something, you know, there are common disabilities within certain sports, but, um, you know, maybe for wheelchair sports, for example, you know, with basketball, there are people where they're like, well, I, I can still walk. Why would I do that? You know, or I can still do this or that. And it's not about that you can or can't use a wheelchair on a regular basis. It's more of here's a community and here's a sport you can do that you could succeed in. And it's not that they don't succeed in an able-bodied sport, but they might struggle with it a little more. And so I think the biggest way that we break the stigma down is just that everyone's so open and friendly. You know, we don't, we don't push people away and say, oh, you're not good enough for us. You know, we, we let able-bodied people come play too. So, I mean, like if I wanted to, I probably wouldn't qualify for any of the sports based on the, the small disabilities I have with my, for me, it's vision loss, but, um, I'm not like, if you want to say it this way, I'm not blind enough to play goalball, but I know how to play because my sister is blind. Um, I'm also not disabled enough to qualify to play at a national level on basically any of the teams, because with basketball, you have to have permanent lower leg disability with sled hockey, they generally want you to have similar things going on where it's a permanent disability that, you know, you can't skate anymore. Um, but they do allow able-bodied athletes to come and, you know, play, especially locally for us, we can allow anyone to come play at any time. And it just comes down to tournament wise. We might not let everybody go just because there's rules that we have to follow. Um, but we're still open to letting anybody come because we want to have people experience it. All right, everybody, that does it for today's episode of My Friends with Wheels podcast. Today, I had the pleasure of talking with Amber Morrison of Seattle Adaptive Sports. I just really enjoyed the nice conversation we had today about, you know, what she does in her organization to help out with people with disabilities. I really learned a lot of insight into sort of what the organization does and, more importantly, some of the stories from disabled athletes who are still in the program or who have gone through the program and have moved on to other things. Anyway, I hope you tune in for more episodes 
of my Friends with Wheels podcast. Till then, I hope you have a great day. Goodbye, everybody.